Hi guys, welcome to episode 7 of the General Consensus Podcast. Um, today I'm joined by hosts, Hilary, and we're here with Spix and Rutendo, our close friends. How are, how are you guys doing, Spix and Rutendo? Yeah man, we're living, we're living out here, we're alright, we're alright, hope you're all good. I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Hope you're good too. Nah, I'm decent, I'm decent. Tino, how are you? All right, man, I thought you'd never ask. I was actually about to start, like, you know, going off on you, Karen mode. I, I knew. I, 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 set, I set that up. I knew that you were about to come at me and say, hey, why didn't you ask me how I'm doing? <laughs> no, your timing was perfect because I was about to go off on you. But, yeah, um, just like Tawanda said, uh, really going to do, not really an MCU deep dive, um, but I guess a Falcon and the Winter Soldier brief review and then a few questions about the MCU towards the back end. Um, but I guess let's just go around and starting with myself, we'll just introduce ourselves, um, saying our name, our favorite MCU cam- character and our favorite movie and whether we're Team Cap and Team Tony. Um, so yeah, Hilary Tino Miti, obviously. Um, and my favorite MCU character is Doctor Strange and my favorite movie is therefore Doctor Strange. And I'm obviously Team Cap. I know Spix is going to have some opposition to that. But yeah, that's on my side. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm Big Lila, or Spix, as people call me. My favorite character. Oh, actually, that's hard. But my my favorite character is the Black Panther. <laughs> I knew it. John, <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was going to say it. <laughs> But my favorite. I thought your favorite character was Tony. Ah, uh-uh, listen, Tony is like <laughs> I don't know how to explain Tony, but ah, uh, the Black Panther is the one. The Black Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah my favorite movie, right. Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Are you Team Cap or Team Tony? Team Tony, all the way. All right. It's not even a question. <laughs> it's a question, Spix. <laughs> I mean, it's it's debatable again, but yeah. Yeah, it is, that one actually is debatable. It's quite but debatable. Yeah, Tendo, what about you? Um, I'm Ritendo Mukono, and I guess when it comes to my favorite MCU character, I'd have to say Tony Stark. My favorite movie, I do not have one. I, I find it very hard to pick one. So, yeah. But I'm definitely team cap as well. Okay, finally, someone with some common sense. So someone that I can probably relate to. What about you, Tawanda? Don't you call me an idiot just now? Just okay. yeah. I did. I did, but you just redeemed yourself. Go so. for it. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I'm giving everyone an opportunity to redeem themselves. Don't worry. Tawanda. What about you? Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tawanda Kawadza, um, Mads, as I'm referred to. Uh, my favorite MCU character, Spider-Man. It was going to be Doctor Strange, but Tino's already picked him. And Spider-Man's like a really close second, so I take Spider-Man. Uh, my favorite MCU movie, I actually don't know. I think I would, yeah, I'll take either Civil War or Doctor Strange, because yeah, those those are one of the best oh. in my books. And then I am Team Cap because Toby is a villain. Uh-uh. Space. 
We're not going through this again. No. No. I think there's time for that towards the end. But yeah, I agree with you, man. Team Cap, because like, you know, Tony's a villain, man. Tony's <laughs> not, so. That will just, I've got, you know, I've got so much. I've got, actually, I've got a file on this. That's how much ammo I've got on Tony being a villain. But yeah. By a file, you mean six TikTok videos. Right? <laughs> Tony Stark's character. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. No, I back that. But um, what are your initial reactions to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, guys? I mean, I told them. <laughs> I knew this was coming. This is enough. Man, I told her, from the very beginning, Sharon Carter, she was mad sus. Like, ah, come on. I mean, if you don't see that coming, huh? ah, you need to reevaluate life, honestly. Like, no cap. Yeah, we told them, Spix. Remember what Katunde said, fam? He, he was cussing us out when we were saying that Sharon Carter's the power broker. And we're just I, like, okay, cool, he's going to see. Told, I was being told about the end game timeline. It's impossible. I was being told it doesn't fit the timeline. It's impossible. <laughs> I was being told that the power broker was there. The in, whole time. What was it? In Civil War. And I'm exactly. just like, it was laughable. What about you, Tender? What's your initial reaction to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. You know, from the special effects, the, the acting, the cinematography, and just the entire narrative. I thought it was pretty good, you know. So, yeah, it gives us a lot to look forward to, I think. Cool. Tawanda? That was great. Um, just like um, Spicks pointed out, I was one of the blind guys because uh, I had taken a few shots on one division and I missed completely <laughs> with my theory. So I was now just watching. You know, like, just what, you watch humbly. Also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you have to be humble. <laughs> experience, you know? <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like it's it, it had a good it had a slow start in my opinion but yeah it definitely picked up especially towards the end i i, I agree with all of you i i really i want to preface my comments because i know later on in this episode i'm really going to say a lot of negative things that i didn't like about this about this series but i just want to like put it out there that i actually do like it a lot um, and there are a lot more positives than negatives. I think it was really different from One Division, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and it felt more like a Marvel project. Um, but, you know, suffice to say, the very same things that I loved about Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the beginning, are, they sort of like work to its detriment in the end, but I'll explain that later on. But I definitely enjoyed this one quite a lot. So my question for you guys is, what were your favorite moments from the show? Now I'd say, yeah, this is this is gonna sound really crude, but yeah, Carly's Carly's death, Carly Morgenthau's death might have put a little smile on my face. You're pushing my buttons. <laughs> You're really pushing. <laughs> Do you know wow. the people I... here, Tonda? What what games are you playing? Tonda, can you please can you please tell <laughs> me he's pushing all the wrong buttons? <laughs> wow. Nah, listen, I think two oh, out of oh, four oh. participants here yeah, are infatuated with that actress. And, Wait, and it's two? Who else? Yeah, Spix. Spix is with me, fam. Oh. Wow. Yes. Oh. You, like, hear me out. Hear me out two seconds. 
I think <laughs> I know I know y'all want to kill me already, yeah. But like hear me out. I think the most dangerous thing there is in terms of like superhero movies in general is oh. the confused villain. Like Holly didn't even start out as a villain, yeah. She was she was just trying to you know like pursue freedom as as she had a right to type of thing. But then as soon as she got a taste of blood, like the confusion that she had was like the most dangerous thing ever. And she was literally bloodthirsty ever since like she killed like the first, since she blew up that building, like, you know, the building that she blew up, I think it was like episode three or four. Yeah. Since then she was just like out of pocket consistently and they pushed her to do it. They pushed her to do it. Yeah, and, but then she was the leader, wasn't she? Um, I'm always going to defend Carly. Just... <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. We know. <laughs> but, but you see, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was the leader, dude. And she still got, like, pushed and stuff. And then she became confused, like, with morals and all that. And she was just like, nah, the only way this world understands is through death. And you're just like, ah. Yeah, she's what lost. She's lost her Nah, uh, but y'all y'all loved Thanos. Huh? She was a young Thanos. That's all it was. Like, nah, th- Thanos not necessarily. Ah, ah, okay, different different book altogether. <laughs> I feel. When I say out of control, I'm not saying like out of control as an intentions. Obviously, Thanos on a larger scale was like, yeah. He was obviously head and shoulders above Carly, but I'm just saying, like, in term, in a mental sense, okay. like, yeah, Thanos okay. knew exactly what he was doing, and I That's don't think true. Carly knew to the same level. He had a plan, and he 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 went with it, like he went with it. So exactly. All I'm going to say is more people died at the hands of Tony Stark than Carly Morgan. Died. That is true. That's my. That, only that is true. I will. But of course, that's that's taken out. Of, that can be taken. That's out of context. <laughs> True. I mean, how old but, is Carly? Look at Tony Stark. I mean, she's like the the character's like seven, eighteen. Exactly. And Tony Stark was yeah. like, uh, you know. So I feel it's not comparable. Okay. What <laughs> about you? Another Tony Guana. Specs, Specs, and Tendo. What are your favorite moments from the show? Um, I think mine was probably the scene where um, where Sam was like practicing with the shield. You know, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Oh, the, the training it, montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was unique. Like, it just, I don't know, it gave me the same vibes I got from, um, I think it's um, Captain America, the, what, what's it called? The First Avenger, I think. So I was just like, wow, this was pretty cool, you know? And also, I think the big speech at the end, which I feel like was, you know, like the whole point of the show. So I thought those are some pretty powerful words. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Spix? When my boy John killed that that flag smasher. Oh, yo, I I did not (laughs) expect that. Ah, that I was shell-shocked. That scene left me shook for a week. You know, for a week, huh, I couldn't stop yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> Did he really? Ah, surely not. Ah, when we go back, you when we go true. back, they'll rewind and show something else. I was like, surely not. <laughs> I could not. This guy. It doesn't make sense. No, I, I, 
unpack that. And I remember even talking to Specs during the week after, and we're like, and we knew that he was going to get away with it. That was the exactly. Thing. I was, like, I was, I was ex- you know, the demotion that came, like I was expecting that. I was just, I was just hoping that it was going to be like more intense, like he was going to get thrown to the raft or something. You know what that reminded me of? The whole John Walker demotion thing. It's like that one prefect who's like, he's like white and he plays water polo and rugby. And he gets caught smoking weed. If he's black, he gets expelled. But he's a prefect and he plays polo. So he just gets, he just demoted. gets demoted. That's, and that's, that's it. That's literally what it reminded me of. But yeah, but my favorite moment was the Dora Milaje fight scene with John Walker and, <laughs> and Lamar Hoskin. That was, that was definitely my favorite scene. Okay, that was dope. I wish I had more. That was dope. Yeah. I love how like a big part of the identity is being like this uniform private guard for the head of Fukuoka. Yeah. But Aya was was, be, was beginning to come into her own in this series. And hopefully you get to see more of Aya um, as, you know, the MCU canon goes on. And also, yeah, um, my other, because I couldn't really decide, but my other favorite scene was the first Sam and Carly scene when Sam is trying to talk her down. Oh, um, I, I think it, it, it's, it's something we don't really see from Avengers. Yeah. And it shows how He's not, he's like one of the human Avengers, right? Well, they're all humans, but like the one who's not enhanced. Yeah. Um, but like some of his trends are sort of mental. So it, it was really leaning on his experience as a, as a counselor and it shows that he has a way with words and that was his way of resolving conflict. And he was actually getting through until John. Until, John you know, yeah. John's a problem. I want, to, I want him dead. I, I can't even laugh. I wanted that guy to eliminate. I've only, I've only felt this strongly about one other MCU character, and that's Director Hayward. And oh, we've had Hayward. to endure them back to back. I hate it. <laughs> Hayward. That's not that the menace. Also needed to die as well. Both of them. I mean, Hayward, he fired. A gun. I mean, granted, he didn't shoot them because uh, Monica got in the way, but he tried to shoot Billy and Tommy. Imagine. Like, they get swept under the rug. Like, kids, fam. But, yeah. So, yeah, but my next question for you. Kids. Just, just saying. I mean, but I, I, mean, I feel know that. So, I, I get it. No, I, I, I get, I get it, that. Though. But he didn't know that. He didn't know that. True, say. So, my next question for you guys. Uh, let's start with Tendo. Is, um, who are your favorite characters in this show? And why? Hmm, favorite characters, uh, probably probably the main characters. I can't lie, um, Sam and Bucky, but like Sam and Bucky together, I feel because um, I don't know. There was just something cool about watching them grow closer together and kind of face the trauma they'd gone through and just you know talk it out and become like a solid unit partnership or whatever. So I think both of them together, that was yeah, that was a big part of me liking the show. Okay. What about you, Tawanda? I think I think just Bucky. Like, yeah, I was just like really intrigued by how um he came a long way in terms of like um not being the winter soldier anymore, but still having that trauma. And <clears throat> and even that final scene at the end where like he had to tell we had to tell the old man that like um listen, I killed your son. It's it just took a lot. So, yeah, and I, I wouldn't say I sympathized with him, but like, you know, I, I felt his journey. Just briefly on that scene, I felt like 
I felt like we all knew it was coming earlier on, mm. but I feel like because it was sort of like put in the back of our minds for so many episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like it didn't have like the potency it was meant to have. Because I, I don't know, was that just me? Because like I just didn't feel it that much because it had, we had been so far detached from it for some time. I think it should have come earlier. Like when, when they first sort of alluded to it, it yeah. should have come then. Yeah, I agree with you, Specs. Yeah, I feel Specs. like this, this, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I'm, just, I'm thinking yeah. there's so much that could have happened. And, you know, like, because you was already having, like, a thing-ish with the, with the daughter. Is that the daughter, though? Is it, the waitress? Is it the like, the, the waitress? No, no, they're, they're, not, they're not related. Oh, they're not. She refers to him, yeah, she refers to him as Mr. Shame on you, Shame on you. Shame on me. Mr. and surname. Yeah. Ah. Like, I think she sort of like uses sort of distanced words to re- to refer to him. But yeah, continue. Yeah, I'm just saying like this. This I feel like in terms of developments, there could have been like a little interesting side story there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but but then we wouldn't get Sam and I mean, sorry, uh, Bucky and Sam's sister. I give her name Sarah. Ooh. Why not just make Bucky a playboy? <laughs> uh, that's not happening. I mean, <laughs> that's not happening in the 21st the trauma, century the trauma in this dude like what, <laughs> what do you mean but... there's no room to be playing games <laughs> yeah and I think also like like Tender saying not just the trauma I think it was important that Sam I mean Bucky sort of had that miss with like with a woman because it sort of like mm. showed the parallel between remember if you look at Captain America the first Avenger in the 1940s he's depicted as this ladies man and that so we sort of needed to see that parallel, to see how far he is from who he really was um, when he, he and Sam were growing up. For him, yeah. oh, him, him and Cap, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. Specs, what was your favorite moment? I mean, sorry, your favorite character? It has to be Sharon and Zemo, bro. My, mine is oh. definitely Zemo as well. Oh, I mean, Sharon, I don't think there's a particular reason for Sharon. She's, I mean, she's just a pretty woman. But anyway, now with Zemo, on the other hand, Zemo, you know, I did not see some of those things coming up. The fact that he's rich and all that, and his swag. Zemo just had swag about him. You know, the way he dressed up, how it was brilliant. (laughs) Zemo was amazing, like, honestly. And also, just to back up on Sharon, Sharon was the way she was just scheming. Against and for those ends. You know, like, why? Sharon reminded me of um, Emily Van Camp's other character in this other series, her own series, Revenge. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking about. I was thinking, this is not Sharon. This is probably her other character because it was so discreet, you know, so many under the table sort of things that she was doing. But yeah, I mean, interesting character development. I think we can touch on that again a bit later. But yeah, my favorite Honestly, character. It, it impressed me. I won't even lie. It did impress me. She was just so sneaky. She was playing both sides so well. That was brilliant. But I guess there were always, you know, those those foreshadowing elements that this is the power broker because it just didn't make sense how she had gathered or amassed all that technology, all that power, all that wealth in such a short yeah. time frame and she wasn't this elevated figure. I mean, exactly. also the fact that she showed up at just the right time. I mean, it was a bit sketchy, but yeah. You know. 
True say, so true say. My, my next question for you guys, and I want to start with Tendo, is what's the biggest disappointment, if any, that you guys had in the show? Uh, disappointment. disappointment. Um, I actually didn't see Carly dying. So I guess that, not it wasn't necessarily no, a disappointment. No, I, I get what you're saying. Guess, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of thought they'd, you know, develop her character a little bit more. You know, we'd get to see where she was coming from and where, you know, she was trying to take her movement. But yeah, I guess that was kind of like a, a letdown, I guess, but a small one, you know. But yeah. Okay. What about you, Specs? The way they killed Cardi. Cardi yeah. deserved yeah if they were going to kill the character it it had to be something deeper exactly like i don't know dude like a a fight scene in in media i don't know do something drop out of a plane i don't know she deserved a proper villain dude not being shot like come on no that wasn't the way to go Guys, am I the only one who's noticed that? I think Carly was the only person to have been shot in this whole series. And it, she got shot three times, once by Zemo and twice by Sharon. I don't recall anyone else getting shot in the series. I, might I think in the first episode or the second one, wasn't there a point in time when they found out that these um, super soldiers weren't like, Mortal or something that they could be shot and they could be killed with bullets. Oh, the guy who sacrificed himself. I think um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that they could when they away. were on the plane. Was he yeah. shot though? Wasn't he? I, oh, okay. I, I, oh, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah, know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, you're, you're right. Yeah, he okay. was. I mean, that was a firing squad. That was an execution. That that was that was gruesome. Word. That was brutal. What about you, Tawanda? What's your biggest disappointment from the show? Um, on this. On the same like notes that you guys talked about, um, or rather that Spix and Tendo talked about, um, the way that Carly died. It's for me, it's the way John Walker didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> that man needs to go, blood. He needs to go. <laughs> John needed to die. Ah, then he had to die. Like, come on, how is he still alive? You know, uh, like. I felt like he deserved one of those things where he's like, you know, like a valiant soldier that has found his right way, but he still dies anyway. I mean, I just find it a huge injustice that he was dubbed as Captain America. Steve, uh, Steve Rogers is gone and John Walker with the atrocity that he did is still alive. Confirm. Yeah, it's that. that's how I view it. I don't know, but I feel like I don't know. I like that they kept him alive because I think there was a point in time when he was, you know, talking to the court and kind of pleading his case. And he was saying that, you know, you guys made me this way and I did what a soldier was supposed to do. Well, I mean, he did it in a very gruesome way, but essentially he did what the state expected of him. And like, I don't know. I feel like he was built to. Yes, Larry. Yeah. Like, I just want, I agree with Tendo, but I think a character like John Walker, well, I agree with Tendo and Specs at the same time. It's a bit odd. Like, I feel like a character like that can go one of two, or should go one of two ways. It's either you kill him instantly, like the Specs thing, or that mm-hmm. you have to like extrapolate like his arc, mm-hmm. and hopefully he redeems himself. But I don't think there's a middle ground for that. I think at the, like they shouldn't just kill him in his next appearance now. 
I think he has to now go the long way and mm-hmm. he has to find his way back. And I think that he can sort of like find his way back into Marvel fans' hearts, but like it'll have, he'll have to do something crazy. Yeah. Um, what about you, Tawanda? Honestly, like like I already pointed out, I would rather I would rather have him gone. <laughs> rather have him gone. But now, like you said, I think since he's definitely a part of future plans, maybe he can, you know, like fulfill his redemption curve. Um, will allow it. I I kind of sympathize with the with the writers and the and the directors because I think this show was affected more by COVID, even yeah, much more than One Division. Because if you remember, like the Flag Smashers storyline had to be rewritten, not not rewritten, because they didn't have time to do that. But you can definitely see it was rerouted. Because if you rewatch the show, you can see there's like a lack of coherence. Because in the beginning, there was meant to be this whole plot about a virus and the vaccine that the Flag Smashers stole, which we didn't see what happened with, with that vaccine, and the virus ended up killing Mama Donya. Um, if you guys remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they probably had to like scrap that whole storyline because it was probably it mirrored the whole COVID situation a bit too much, and I think that's why a lot of the a lot of the things that don't make sense in the show don't make sense because they had to rewrite it. That's what the the director and the main writer said, which is a shame because I feel like the flag smashes they could have been sort of a better villain, but it felt like in the two acts, the first act and the second act their motives were sort of like all over the place. So that was the biggest disappointment to me. So that leads me to my next question is, how do you guys really, oh, you guys touched on it though, is how you feel about John Walker getting off free? I mean, what do you think would have been, besides death, what do you think would have been <laughs> a good enough punishment for him, starting with Tender? Well, I think I kind of kind of mentioned it, that like I'm okay with, you know, his like the redemption he's trying to earn in quotes, I guess, because I said before, he's not this way just because this is how he is. He was molded to be the perfect soldier, molded to take orders, act accordingly. And so, you know, when he took the serum, those qualities in him were enhanced. So when his friend was killed, you know, it it brought out all this rage and all this, you know, whatever. So I honestly feel like um, I'm okay with him being redeemed, but yeah, it's going to take, as you said, it's going to take a lot for him to actually get that redemption. I guess Tawanda and Spex, you've already aired your views on that. So my question to the two of you to lead off this next question is the cap speech, because that's, that's really divided, you know, a lot of the MCU fan base. What are your thoughts on that? Starting with you, Tawanda. Yeah, um, I, I remember uh, having this conversation with you earlier and with Spicks as well. And we're just saying that, like, you know, that speech is empowering. But, yeah, like, perhaps we're the wrong target market because we've heard this type of speech before. And it's now, like, going not on the, on the point of, like, repetition, where it's, like, good repetition, but it's not, like, okay, um, what do you, what exactly do you want us to do? Like, yes, we approve of a better world, but, yeah, it's, it's not us you should be talking to, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's those other guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's kind of my take. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I've, I've, oh, this is going to be controversial. Oh, my days. <laughs> oh, my days. I can already see it, but... I feel like, like, like Matt said, it was 
It was like something we already know type of thing, yeah. And I get that they want to reach out to a certain type of audience. But then from my point of view, it's almost like, well, all you had to do in that scene was just say, yeah, I'm Captain America. Well, like, why take the whole long way around type of type of thing? And I don't know. I feel like they could have used that time to find a better way to kill Carly. But yeah, it is what it is. I, I get I get why they did it, but yeah, I kind of feel like it it took too long, basically. Yeah, I think the different reactions. I can I can understand Specs Tawanda's side, and I can I can also understand Tender's side, which she briefly touched on earlier. And I'm going to ask you to just like elaborate on it um, in a bit. But I can understand both sides of the coin because you know there's always you know different reactions. But I think my big takeaway from this is that the differing the differing reactions. Like you, you get like a lot of people that are more in the camp of okay, yeah, this is good, and then there's people that are in the camp of we needed to hear this or we didn't need to hear this. I can understand because it just shows the difference in perspective that some people haven't, or they might have heard this, but they haven't actually taken it in until they see this on yeah. screen. So that was just the the glaring thing for me is that I think it hadn't clicked for me is that, you know, you get all these Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff, or just activism yeah. in general. And you think that it's going through people's heads. And at this point that they'd be desensitized, which is the stage that I'm at with this cap speech is that I'm now desensitized because I like Tawanda I hear yeah. it a lot. Um, but it's interesting. And I think it had to be said. Um, I just think it was a bit long. But yeah, Tender, what's your overall reaction to the cap speech? Um, I quite liked the speech. I really liked it. I think um, while Marvel does talk about, you know, it kind of hints at um, serious things, it doesn't blatantly put them out there. So I think the fact that he was saying, yo, we're black, you're white, there's, there's a difference, you know, I think it was pretty cool that it was just put, it was put out there, like explicitly. And, um, well, one thing that I feel like should be um, noted is the fact that, well, we experience reality differently, I think, because the target for for Sam was more African-Americans. And as an African Black person, it's kind of like going to be different because, you know, our, yeah, our struggles are slightly different, the same, but kind of different. But overall, I really liked the speech. I thought it was necessary considering the climate, but also, as said before, you know, it's something we've heard it's something that's being talked about all the time and so it's it, for like for people who experience it daily i guess it gets exhausting and you know monotonous i think but i guess for other people who who don't really get to experience what you know african americans experience it's kind of give it's it's shedding a little light on the matter yeah Tawanda? yeah um i want to ask like now that, yeah, now that you, we've addressed like all our points, right, and said, okay, yeah, um, I now understand Tinder and saying that like it's something that needed to be said. But what's your take on the fact, on not on the fact rather, but like the opinion that someone might have used like the MCU, not as, you know, not as escapism, but as, you know, something to like, get away from the real world because after all we are talking about like superheroes and stuff so what's your take on someone who says like um 
the the MCU is now like not tainted, but you know, like all of a sudden the real world is now into the MCU, so it's just like gonna be depression all around. What's your take on that? Can I take that or yeah. someone else gonna Oh no, you can run it. Go ahead. Okay. Um I mean uh I was joking the other day with Specs that you know in my Disney Plus subscription I don't <laughs> recall where I signed up for all this woke work stuff <laughs> but like but like there's in me saying that there's it's funny but then there's a sort of bit of hypocrisy because you know when when you know some people are like, like you keep politics out of sports and we're compa- campaigning for like black lives matter or you know all, all sorts of different yeah. love you know and sort of all those things we you know we get angry when people say keep politics out of sports and then if we say keep politics out of, you know, cinema and art, and then where, where does politics belong? Because, I mean, everything is political, really. So, you know, that's just my response to it. It's just, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't be like, you know, okay, in sports, you will have politics. You can't just dictate where people are going to express yeah. their views. So, yeah, I think that's, that's my stance. Yeah. So, my next question is what do you think the future is for the characters that we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like, do you guys think that we've seen the last of Zemo? Because I certainly do not. Now, Zemo's never done. I've I've come to realize he's never gonna be done until he until he dies. Actually, he won't come. Someone's gonna break him out of the raft somehow. I don't know, but he's Zemo, bro. <laughs> His butler's gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or even Val and US agent, we never know. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, that is yeah. actually that is actually a nice working theory. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, look at Loki. Zemo to me, he reminds me of Loki. He started off, he's, he's like started off a bit, you know, like everyone hated him, but then like once you actually like listen and pay attention, you love this character. True. Um. Yeah. And with Loki, we thought he was dead, and we mourned his death. <laughs> but then, you know, he's back. So you know, these kind of characters. Loki, Loki never dies. <laughs> Loki never dies. What about you, Tendo? What do you think? Um, personally, I've I've tried to to uh, predict what's going to take place, and I have failed miserably. So I feel like <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should stop trying. But um, yeah, I I don't I I don't even know. I have like no clue where they're taking us. I have no idea. At this point, I'm I'm just sitting and watching at this point, and just reading like fan theories or whatever. But you know, uh, the yeah. MCU needs people's card. Dribbling space. I'm still, I'm still thinking about my Mephisto theories. <laughs> and yeah, you came strong with those ones, uh, and then. Uh, <laughs> but who said, told you? Wait, but who told you Meph- Mephisto isn't in Wonder Vision? <laughs> Just because he didn't expressly <laughs> come out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But he, he's yeah, lurking. Sure. He's lurking in uh-huh. the shadows. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about that 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 cut scene the well the end credit scene oh the one, the one with guys, peggy what are your reactions to that is it peggy um the, wait who am i th- oh like i think as mentioned before i was kind of it was a little bit suspicious that she happened to be there at the right time you know 
So I was also kind of like, um, this babe just happens to be where these guys are, how? So then, you know, at the end with the end credit scenes, you know, it was like, this is suspicious. Who is she talking to? What's happening? But yeah, that's, that's literally it. As said, I don't want to make any theories. That's, that's, that's all I have. Yeah, who was she talking to? That's a, that's a, that's a question I never asked. We, no, don't, like, we, ah, we don't know. We don't know. I, like, I, I know, I but you guys, it. you guys won't let me expound on mm. my magnificent. Let's hear. Let's see. I'm let's actually hear. one for two. <laughs> Listen, let me let me preface my comment comments by saying I'm one for two in the okay. MCU. Mm-hmm. My first one fell flat, Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We moved on. But Specs and I both predicted the Sharon is the power broker thing well before anyone else is on our tail. So, my third theory is. She was talking to, to someone who works for her. It's not that deep. No, nah, someone who works for her. Because, like, it's not that deep. She's just saying, like, get the buyers ready. So she's obviously giving orders. I think it's that woman. It's not, I think it's a misdirect. Because remember how in One Division, uh, Monica was like, I know just the guy, the engineer. And everyone thought, oh, it's going to be, you know, Mr. Fantastic or something. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was just an army commander. I think it's the same thing. That I think it's just a misdirect. I feel. I think that's the safest sort of theory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's plausible. Um, and then my final question before we wrap this up is, who do you guys think is primed to take on the lead, the mantle as the lead of the Avengers? And why? Oh. Sending in applications for Spider-Man jokes. Oh. <laughs> it's actually kind of tough. You know, like the obvious answer is Sam, but like, is it Sam? Is it really Sam? Nah, I can't. So, nah. I don't think so. I mean... No. I mean, there's no. Doctor. No, no, no. Yes, I guess Doctor Strange. He's got he's got the qualities. He's got the vibe of a leader, but he I don't know. He's got a bit. I of think he works best thing. by himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He works best in isolation. Plus, the difference between Doctor Strange and let's say, okay, let's take the examples that we have before us, like Cap and Tony. Is that Cap and Tony will tell you what's gonna happen? Yeah. But then, like, Doctor Strange is, like, the whole Infinity War thing. That's the thing that comes to mind. It's, like, he's not going to tell anyone. Sometimes because he can't, or sometimes it's, like, his, he's on a different wavelength. He can't even explain himself. Oh, wait. So, how about the, the other black guy? I'm so sorry. The, um, the, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah um okay can i just <laughs> say that the fact that you refer to him as the other black guy shows that he can't even be the leader <laughs> <laughs> okay okay colonel Rhodes. Okay. there yeah. we go yeah okay yeah true true yeah but like yeah. he doesn't he hasn't really had that character yeah i mean it's crazy that we the best people or the best suited people are all isolationists spider-man he's a cool kid you know but like you know, he's sort of like on his own tangent, Doctor Strange, even Wanda. Yeah. I mean, we're not even sure that Wanda's still a good person. Okay, let me scratch that. She's a good person. You don't know if she's a good character. Like, she doesn't mm. if she's mm. going to be an anti-hero or a villain. So, I, I like that right now, the Avengers whole situation is up in the air. Yeah. I, I quite like that. I mean, Thor is not even an Avenger, technically. Now, he's a Guardian. So. What's the Hulk up to? I mean, Hulkin. I mean, he's just yeah, okay. chilling, I guess. Sounds about right, yeah. I mean, he, is he going to... I don't know, man. Am I the one who's a bit fed up with the Hulk? Not fed up, but I think, you know, that's... I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that's enough. 
Let him kick it with Romanov. As in in death? Oh, man. Hey, that's, <laughs> what? That's, a, that's a big dog. <laughs> that, that, that was, that was a big... <laughs> I was not expecting that. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, Bab. I, I don't okay, know who that was. I've asked the two of you this quite often. Tenda, I've never asked you this. Yeah. How are you feeling about this Black Widow movie that's coming up? Because my whole thing is that, like, in my yeah. heart of hearts, I mm. loved the, the character Natasha, mm. but she died. Like, mm. What is it now? In in real years, it's like what three years since Endgame? When was it? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. So in my heart of hearts, she's been dead for three years, and then now they're gonna bring it back. I don't know that I'm going to have that same attachment. Let's say if they had released it before COVID, I think it would have been a bit better. But I don't know how you guys feel about Black. The movie. I'm not as excited for it. Um, quite frankly, I'm I'm excited because I've been waiting for this movie for a long, long time. But yeah, as you said, the fact that we know that she is dead and now we're just looking into her past, it, it kind of yeah, it, it takes away from the movie a little bit. But I feel like this is gonna be I, I don't know, this movie just has to be good. It doesn't have a choice, it, it has to be because yeah. The you know the hero movies out the heroine movies out there are just letting me down you know so <laughs> I feel like this one has to it has to do something you know and that so far it, it actually looks promising. Oh, I agree with you. If anyone does, anyone have anything to add on to that? Because I want to go on a slight tangent based on what Tinder said. So before I do that, does anyone have anything to add on the Black Widow movie? Now, Pablo. Okay, so I think if we can briefly discuss the hate that Brie Larson seems to get from the MCU fans, unwarranted. Mm. I think mm. it should more be directed at the show writers or, or the, the writers because I don't know how to articulate this properly. I can understand where people are coming from, but still. Okay, so basically the premise is that um, people feel that Captain Marvel was elevated even by the Russo's, not just uh, the writers, but the Russo brothers to this sort of level of being the, the best Avenger when she, before her movie even came out or the most powerful. And I feel like that ruined it in terms of not just anticipation, but also we didn't get to see her character develop enough for her to, do you know what I'm saying? Like every hero's, sort of origin story is different. Yeah. Like Wanda wasn't put to the forefront in the beginning, but now I think she's the most powerful person in the MCU. But yeah. the fact that they took her their time before thrusting, because we all, I mean, if you're a fan of the comics, you know that Scarlet Witch, bad business, like no games played. But then the yeah. fact that the, the Russo brothers took their time to sort of build this character so we know the origin story. I mean, even people like Doctor Strange, like, you get how they had to like turn around even if we go into like okay let's stay in mcu like iron man and all that you see the sort of progression for them to reach the point where they can now be the focal point okay it's a bit different with iron man because tony's Tony. tony's just yeah he's Tony. yeah so i feel like they didn't do carol danvers justice and that reflected yeah. in the captain marvel movie 
honestly same i i honestly think that the the movie itself was not as great as it could have been like the dialogue to me was also very like it wasn't anything special and just her character overall i didn't really get a chance to connect with her and also the fact that she's as you said like the most powerful apparently but she only shows up in um end game for like 2 minutes and i what was that like i was so disappointed anyway but yeah i just feel like they could have taken the time to kind of get us to love her a little bit before just putting her on a pedestal and yeah i yeah captain marvel was just a bit of a disappointment the movie itself but brie larson does she does receive a lot of hate you know as an actress and um yeah it, i guess it's it's the business i feel like a lot of um fans they kind of they they really attach the character to the person so it's kind of like you know it it can't be they can't you know put the pull them apart it's we hate you or we love you kind of thing sure yeah what about you specs what do you what do you think they they just they messed up by like i think everyone has touched on they should have put on on that pedestal so soon like immediately they introduced as the most powerful avenger there is like there was no need to do all of that they should have just you know let us just bring her in slowly like what they did with wonder just bring her in here and there but what they did was just so unnecessary that's that's just how i feel about it yeah i agree with you so wonder Um yeah but now that now that you've actually like I'm I'm with everyone's sentiments and the fact that like yeah she was probably um put like on a pedestal that's mad but I think just as we say that I think we found the lead of the avengers we found what we found the lead of the avengers it's probably going to be carol danvers from where why why her honest honest smokes weed man Like, nah, I, I was think so, about dude. It. It's the not just me. The most powerful me. Avenger, and if you you're going to give her a reason to be like, you know, the most powerful person she is, and we all agree that Captain Marvel was like the most underwhelming thing we'll ever see, <laughs> yet she's being dubbed as like the most powerful Avenger. I think she that's her place. That it's waiting for her. But she spends like three minutes on Earth. like at a time so I, i don't know how she's gonna i i think no i i don't know i don't know i don't i don't see it happening the only way uh-huh the only way i could see it happening was if in her sort of i don't want to call her redemption arc because she's not a villain she doesn't really need the redemption but redeeming the characters sort of like ineptitudes and how underwhelming it is is if they somehow if her story becomes or how she gains a sort of builds rapport with the fans is if she starts to have emotional connections with the other avengers and her struggle since cuz they've already said she's the most powerful so her struggles aren't going to be like physical they have to be mental and emotional so if sort of her struggle is finding how to sort of how to lead people when she's clearly you know way above them Yeah. Um and then I mean Rotendo suggesting could Nick Fury lead but he's not an avenger though and he's his, his own different thing with shield and I think if they put him back at the helm I I still want Nick Fury in, in the MCU 
granted. But I, I don't think it. he should he should be like in those Avengers meetings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, who knows? I mean, Hawkeye? No, not Hawkeye. No, no, no. Uh, Hawkeye's okay. he's, he's he's damaged he's damaged goods now. He's damaged goods. Yeah. yeah that's, because that's he, a nice he, way of putting it. Yeah, because <laughs> like he. He barely recovered from losing his family to the snap, even though they came back. And then he's just lost Natasha's best friend. Yeah. Nah, he's that good. I'd be hurt. I'd be hurt. But yeah, I think that's sort of bringing us to the end of this episode. Thanks again to Tendo and Specs for joining us. Tawanda for helping me co-host. You're no longer a guest, Tawanda. You have to get comfortable with that. (laughs) Uh, I I was hoping that you wouldn't bring that up. But thank you. I'm on it. It's what it is. <laughs> Literally. It's what it is. Um, but yeah, you can check out the official General Consensus podcast playlist that's curated by the host and it's updated uh, episodically. That will be linked in our bio as well. But yeah, thanks for listening and take care.